Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? I think they will get one of those Champions League places. Should be an absolutely phenomenal achievement for Eddie Howe and his players. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports in association with Cadbury. A player and a half deserves a glass and a half of support. Top of it, goal! It's what dreams are made of. They are going to the World Cup Finals! Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Koi Gig Podcast. I am Kathleen McNamee and as ever I am joined by former Ireland internationals Emma Byrne and our very own Captain Karen Duggan who was also being named as a bit of a psychic over the weekend with some of uh, Vera Powell's tactical choices which we will dive into uh, throughout this podcast. The international break has just come to an end. Ireland have just had two defeats to the world champions, but, you know, they're in interesting games. There was a lot of talking points in them, 2-0 at the weekend and then 1-0 last night. I myself have only had about uh, an hour or two of sleep and have been up for pretty much since this time yesterday. Uh, yeah, two hours since yesterday morning. So uh, if I <laughs> ramble at any stage in the podcast, please just listen to uh, Emma and Karen's wise words. <laughs> um, we also had some good listener questions in about the squad, which we will get to at some point during the podcast. But we'll start at the very basic question of how are we feeling coming away from those two games, Emma, if you want to get us rolling with that one? Very, very positive, I would say. Yeah. Like? I was, um, I, my, my dad texts me and he's like, what's the story, Ems? Are we going to beat the, the Americans? And I was like, eh, no. I was like, we're not going to beat them. I was like, well, I don't think it'll be a whitewash, hoping it would not be like, the usual five nils that we've experienced before. Um, I think it was really positive. I think my problem with the Irish team has always been the fitness levels, the physicality, the stuff that we can work on it, you know, the stuff that we can improve on as individuals. And I think this was definitely the first game that I can say we matched them for that. We were as physical, really fit, Okay, we were flagging a bit in the second game. I think that's only natural, to be quite honest, considering like two games in in that short space of time. But I just thought it was really positive. Um, the formation, I mean, the formation we can talk about, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter as long as you you have wide players that can get up and down that line. Uh, it doesn't really matter what formation we play, to be honest, and they could. And we spoke about it before about putting Heather Payne on the on the wing on the right hand side, and it, it worked out perfectly. I think that's absolutely excellent idea. Well done, Vera Pow. Uh, well done, us, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> and then to have thanks for listening to, have... to the podcast, Vera. <laughs> and then it, this is only going to work though. It's only going to work if you have players who can hold the ball up. If you're going to play in that defensive low block which is fine it's not a not a problem one of my favorite teams is Atletico Madrid how they play and um, if they're going to play in that low block you have to have players that can counter and we haven't had that so like we literally had no options of attacking before we just defended so for me it was really positive because we showed that we can get out of that low block we can counter attack and I think it's a great way to go with the players we have. Karen, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it, we needed someone who can ball carry. I think we were really lacking that wide option against the Chinese. Um, and that's why we kind of spoke about the ball retention being really poor um, and just having a focal point to the attack. And I thought Carusa has put her hand up for a starting place. And that's kind of what you were asking for from this exercise. Like, do we have more players who can contribute to the starting lineup and I think we've found that we can and we also have better positions for people I think when Megan Campbell comes back and we'll have Katie up higher it'll add another dimension to our attack um, so I think that's really positive um, obviously I didn't expect us to go and beat America we didn't so yeah, I mean there's nothing really <laughs> to take from that. There's, there's nothing really we can say about that I mean America the pool of players they have is ridiculous but at the same time I think we showed that they're a team who have relied on their physicality and just brute athleticism for a long time and I think that the gap um, between what the European teams can bring and the Americans is much much closer now and I don't think that we were looking at this summer's world champions based on what I saw from the two games and that's credit to us that we've kind of expose that I think a lot of teams will be looking at America now with a little bit more confidence so um, again a positive so am I right in saying from the two of you what you would take as probably the most positive thing is the overall team performance and the way the team reacted to the changes and the new personnel brought in rather than maybe necessarily any individual standout performances I thought Heather was brilliant. I thought she was really, really good um, because we know how much she can run. But having doing that and actually being able to do something with the ball and deliver balls into the box, I thought was brilliant. And I also thought Caruso was brilliant. So um, yeah, I, I would agree. I would actually say the opposite of what you're doing, Kathleen, because <laughs> we actually haven't really changed anything as in formations and style of play. The difference is that we have players in there that can hold the ball. Um, and for me, obviously, Denise O'Sullivan is a great player, but she needed somebody else in there to help her. And I think with the the introduction of Sinead Farrelly, who, who can hold the ball, who is a box-to-box player, um, she supports an attack, she gets back to defend. It allows the, the wide players to get forward. And that's where we found a lot of, of the space and where we got a lot of success from. It's where we need to work on when we're playing Australia against Nigeria as well. We're going to find the success there in the wings. But to have those players to go forward, you need to keep the ball in midfield. And I think we've got really good midfielders now. Also uh, with Carusa, we, we we spoke about her hold-up play before I spoke about her when she played for Fortuna Horing against um, Barca. She was the only player I've ever seen that caused a big problem by her hold-up play. So she just she just fits in really nicely there. I also think that um, the players that have been brought in have really helped that as well in, you know, ju- not just keeping the ball, but Farrelly for her energy. And I also think uh, the other player, um, I can't think of her name right now. It's just Shiva. completely gone. Again? Marissa Shiva. Shiva, yeah, that's it. I think okay, she she might not be the best player in the world, but she has energy. She gets about the pitch. She really helps on the left hand side if Katie wants to get forward. So again, it's an improvement. So yeah, I think I thought it was really positive to be honest.
Listen, Justin, the names you bring up there, because that is something I wanted to ask you about. We definitely saw a bit more of Shiva with her playing the two games than we saw in the China and Germany camp. Fairly interesting one, came in on Saturday, played 60 minutes. Like, I think everyone I've talked to has been like, yeah, she was really impressive and didn't really maybe expect it from her, considering the fact it's been such a long time since she played in a professional game. Vera has essentially said she has won herself a spot on the plane, which is after three training sessions with the team and 60 minutes. She didn't play in today's game because uh, they're managing her minutes as she kind of returns to the professional league. I just want to ask you guys a little bit about that because we've talked about, you know, she's not the first player that's joined the squad so far in the last couple of months, but that's a it's a lot of weight on one player's shoulders and it's an interesting weight for the team or and it's an interesting dynamic i suppose is probably the right word for the team to deal with as well yeah i think the vera's comments were like obviously very positive but maybe a bit ott in terms of how she said that this is the player we've been waiting for um again i don't think we changed our style of play all that much we just kept the ball a little bit better in positions that we would expect to keep the ball better so it's good to have someone who um wasn't intimidated by the occasion i suppose um and obviously that was really good in her first game as well i would love to have seen her i know she was probably absolutely wrecked after the play in the first game but i would love to have seen more out of her because she has very limited time to get up to you know, the speed of the girls who've been playing professional for the last five years who we will come up against in, you know, the next uh, uh, phase, which is the World Cup. So, um, yeah, they were they were very, he was waxing lyrical, wasn't she? Um, but I guess we asked for if someone is going to be brought into the squad that they be starters or able to make an impact. And she did that. Her and Aoife Mannion have done that for me in that opinion and I, I think that they're both probably nailed on starters yeah I, I think so I think so and yeah I mean it, it was very very high praise for her and I think she did really really well Um, she's definitely in the squad she's definitely on the plane if she can keep herself fit if she can get fit and keep herself fit and injury free I'd say she's definitely on the plane um, the question mark is Shiva, but I, I thought she did really well as well. Um, but she can only bring 20 players, three three goalkeepers and 20 players. I think it's going to be, there's going to be some hearts broken in there for sure. Absolutely. And I feel really bad for those players. I mean, I got dropped once <laughs> but when we went, when we played the Faroe Islands away. I was only 15 at the time and it was my first training camp. But my heart was literally broken. And I can't even imagine some of these girls, I'm not going to name them, but who are a big question mark, um, who who probably, in my opinion, won't be going to Australia. I think it's, uh, it's heartbreaking for them. Yeah, yeah it's, a tough it's not great. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. I got dropped one. <laughs> All right. But then you just get used to it. So it's not really heartbreaking, is it? <laughs> nope. I've just remained broken. <laughs> yeah. I did love when you said, Emma, you got dropped once and I was expecting it to be a bit later on. Then you're like, when I was 15. And I was, I guess. The great I mean, Emma Bird. I did try Bird. a few times. <laughs> there were definitely occasions where it could have been just maybe more, more off the pitch stuff, but. 
do you know what the games against America were great but um I I was thinking about it then again today and I was kind of like the one thing we had really built up from the qualifying campaign is um, momentum. Remember we went through that long period of time where we didn't get any win and we finally did. And it was because we played all these higher ranked teams. And now in our last five games, we will have drawn with the Chinese. We'll have played a behind closed door match against Germany, which we know we did not win also. Um, two losses against America. And then we've got to go... And hopefully we'll get one result out of the last two games. But I looked at France and they terrified me, to be honest. Having looked at the way they played against Canada, I was like, possibly they will start to be talked about getting to the latter stages of the World Cup. So I'm just kind of wondering, do you think there's any kind of, there was any drawbacks of this, just given that it took us so long to get momentum going? Um, I I don't actually, um, and I agree with Vera Powell. She said that they're going to have to play this level in the World Cup, and I think it's good. I think it's really good that they play it now, and I think they should be testing themselves. Um, I do think a game beforehand where we know we're going to beat a team. I'm not. I was going to name a team there. I'm not going to do that. I would have gotten big trouble. But um, we we played the team that we're, you know, just to get some goals and just to finish on a high. Yeah, I do think that would be very, very nice. Um, but I think the 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 fact that the results were so narrow, 1-0, 2-0, or 2-0, 1-0, um, I think it's great. I think the girls are going to be so confident from this. They're mm-hmm. going to be, there's going to be huge confidence. I don't know how the France game is going to go. I don't think I would have played them. In fact, would have been would have been one of the teams I definitely would have refused to play, <laughs> considering they're so technical, they're so good. They've just got rid of their manager. All the players are coming back. They're going to be absolutely flying. So that might be a bit of a mistake. Yeah, I just like imagine coming up against Cascarino just in the form she was in yesterday. I'd be crying coming off the pitch. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's definitely a toughie. Absolutely. Um, but then looking at Australia, how they were playing, how they played against England, I was like, oh, crap. Like, we're going to have to get our stuff together for, for this game. The only thing is England went out to try and play and they left a bit of space in behind. We we won't be leaving any space in behind. But this is interesting, though, because I thought Ireland were playing quite a high line, a, a, a lot. They were playing a high line. And I was wondering... Yeah, bank quite if, good. Like, we had yeah. this is this a tactic to play a higher line? Because if it is, it's not a good idea when you're playing against Australia. Absolutely not, because they play for that. It's like Chelsea-style football, that long ball into Sam Kerr. So I definitely think these games should be gearing towards how we're going to play against Australia, and I hope we're not going to play that huge high line. Um, if we are, we're going to have to be very good at pressing and, and, and not allowing those balls into care, which we haven't really done before. So for me, it was a little bit... Not sure what's going on. I don't on. think it'll be that high. Can't no, imagine. we yeah. should be practicing the low block then a little no, bit more. And then the and, uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, just such a hypocrite. We don't want the low block anymore. No, we should be playing the low block. <laughs> no, I, I still think it was quite low um, against America. Um, or just think that when we did get forward, we closed the spaces a little bit better. Yeah, we close them down, not allowing them to play in behind. Yeah. yeah. My one thing about this lead-in is that I 
I totally agree with what you're saying. Like we should be developing ourselves as to how we're going to play with Australia. And I did think overall the camp was really positive. I'm just still slightly concerned about where our goals are going to come from. We had good chances in both games, especially in the first halves of both games, probably less so in today's game. Um, we actually looked most like scoring whenever it was like the last 10 minutes when we put Louise Quinn up front, which is like something that we've said for a long time that yes, it's good to have there, but we don't want to be relying on it in the final 10 minutes of a game. And I do think there is something in what you're saying, Karen, in playing someone and someone just like a couple of players in the team getting a couple of goals in their back pocket and going into the World Cup and going like, okay, right, yeah. We don't need it to be Denise or Katie who are our top scorers. We have other people who can grab. Even someone like Carusa, you know, when she she can get a couple of goals, if just to give her that sort of confidence of when she is going forward, she knows she's done it in the last couple of months when we're actually in Australia and, you know, it really matters because we had Maeve de Berka on off the ball today and she was like, a one the loss is good and fine and we can say that we played really well but it is still a 1-0 loss and if we have a 1-0 loss in every single game in the World Cup you know it'd be nice to think that we could get a goal or two and where are those going to come from over the next couple of months who's going to be the the, the player that stands out I mean Katie will still get the goals she'll still be the person who gets the goals um, I would be honestly happy if we maybe this is pessimistic, but if we scored one goal out of our three games and it was to beat Nigeria and we drew nil all in the other two games, that's a phenomenal outing. Absolutely. Like, we, like, that. That. We, we don't need that many goals. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think we created a lot, to be honest. I thought that we created, and that's if you're not creating, that's the problem. Yeah. And we haven't been creating chances. Like, my frustration is was that I just didn't see where the goals would come from because we weren't creating anything. I felt against America, who who are renowned to be one of the best, that we did create stuff. And we got balls into the box. We we got shots on target, okay, not that many. But when you're playing against a team like, for example, Nigeria, who are defensively a little bit unstable, they make mistakes, they give the ball away. If we can create chances against America, we can definitely create chances against Nigeria. And and the same with Australia. The the weak points there are when their fullbacks go forward. Can we get down the sides? And I and I felt like we did that really, really well. So in all, looking at our opposition over the last week and us. I think I'm feeling really, really positive about it. Yeah. Love the I positive am. vibes. I enjoy it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's probably the wrong question to follow up with positive vibes. Maybe you will have a positive spin on it. One question that we did get in quite a lot from listeners and seeing here, Kev K, 2004, and at Donald Tweets on Twitter, both asking about Courtney Brosnan and the goals and her positioning. Emma, I don't know, do you have much of a take? This is something that people have been talking about over the last couple of days. Um, I mean, the, the goal today or this morning... <laughs> Um, was definitely a goalkeeping error. I mean, you can't sugar that up in any way. It was her fault. A problem for me in the goalkeepers' union, I'd be fuming with my players because nobody pushed out. They sat on her and she was trying to push them out. And as she was trying to push them out, nobody was moving. She took a step forward and she wasn't, 
she shouldn't have been worrying about that because obviously it wasn't a strike on goal, but um, it was a mishit cross, really. Yeah, but also because it was a floaty cross and the players weren't that far out, surely someone should have been getting their body across Horn as well to like protect her a little bit, maybe, if it was possible. Um, yeah, I mean, I they know. should have been pushing out. They should have been yeah. pushing out and it was a mistake by, by Brosnan, one that she'll definitely learn from. Um, you can't be on the move when somebody's putting a ball in the box. You have to be set because as soon as you take that step, you're off balance and it's really difficult. That one step that you have to make to go back is a problem. It's a mistake from her. She'd be really disappointed with that. Um, but hopefully that's the mistake made. We won't see any of those in the World Cup and you need that as a goalkeeper as well. You're always going to make mistakes, but the best goalkeepers just make fewer. And she doesn't make that many mistakes. So we let her away with that one. Yeah. She made loads of saves, didn't she? Yeah. No, she did. Like she was, some of her saves were phenomenal and she definitely kept us in it at times. And you could see that frustration with her at times at some of the balls that were coming through to her with her defense and like even with the goal this morning it was the exact same thing. You know, she was straight up and she was like, you could see her literally gesturing, like, why weren't you all pushing out more? Um, but, and yeah, I was talking to someone else about it this morning and saying that you, there used to be a time where you would see Courtney coming out to take a ball and you'd kind of like stop. And we, we've talked about it before. I don't, even with those mistakes over the weekend, like I don't have that same sort of fear because of how well she overall performed in the games. Um, and I think, you know, I suggested on Twitter at one stage that she was at fault and boy, did I regret it afterwards because the Courtney Brosnan fans were right in on me. And just to say it to them all, I'm a massive Courtney fan. I highly respect where she has come from over the but last while. But this is what I don't, this um, is what I even, don't really get. I don't understand this. Like, it's not as if you don't like the girl. You're just pointing out it was a mistake and it's something that she'll get over and she'll learn from. And if, if yeah, like, and she even said it herself, she was exactly. like, I'm not going to Coming for balls just because I messed up. She was like, I'm yeah, going to learn. Like, Diane's not going to stop tackling, even though she gave away a penalty. It's part of the game. You make a mistake, you do things wrong. Now, she oh, would she probably stop reefing. Stop. Yeah, she has to stop pulling shirts in the box. Yeah. <laughs> the tackling, but yeah. <laughs> um, And then this kind of goes to a point that I think I can't remember which one of you was making it earlier. It's from Leah MC3491. And she's saying, with how hectic the schedule in the World Cup will be between travel and the amount of games in the days, is it concerning how tired we looked last night in the second half, especially considering some of the minutes that a lot of our starters are playing? Yes. <laughs> Very much. Yeah, but we are a little bit stronger in depth now than we were before the America camp and before the China camp. Not anywhere near enough. Not we're talking near. about two yeah. players that you might be happy enough to change and not. And one is a centre back as part of a back five who probably won't tire as much as the midfield three. Yeah, it is going to be a problem, huge problem for us. And I hope we're not talking about that because that's a crap thing to talk about, isn't it, in a World Cup? But the travelling is definitely a big problem and, and the amount of games, like, and the intensity of those games. Um, mm -hmm. Full backs is are going to be... anything in it in what you were saying? 
before Emma that like stuff like fitness it, it is in our control in that you know all the players in the squad especially the ones who aren't playing can take it into their own hands to a certain extent over the next couple of months to make sure that the the effects aren't as great as maybe we saw over the last couple of days yeah, I mean, we can we can always get fitter and stronger and faster. I mean, you can work on that, but you can't get to you can't be an absolute robot. But if you look at Australia, like their strengths are fitness and strength. They're like so fit, every single one of them. They just don't stop. And watching them in their World Cups before, um, it's just incredible. Their level, their energy levels, like they just, and they're closing down. They high press the whole time for 90 minutes. It's unusual for a team to be like that. So I'm not saying we're going to be able to do that. We're not going to be able to press high for 90 minutes in every single game. So it is about game management. And I feel a little bit better about that after watching these two games, because we can keep the ball, which we couldn't before. We're given the, we were given the ball away. We couldn't keep possession. So it means you're under the cosh for 90 minutes, which you're, and you're going to be absolutely destroyed after that. And you work, you work more when you're out of possession. So if we can just choose our moments and when to press and when to soak up, if we can soak up that pressure from Australia and and Nigeria, um, and then went to, to high press and went to counter attack. If we can do that well, the game management will look after the fitness levels. Mm. No, definitely. We've slightly mentioned them throughout this general conversation in that how confident we feel that we can play all the teams in our group. But of course, they were rest of them were playing Australia, ending the Lionesses' thirty game unbeaten streak, which is no mean feat. Um, watch the game. You have both of the goals. You have to say were probably more English defensive errors than necessarily moments of Australian brilliance but I thought the attitude around the team has been really interesting you know they've almost been on a similar sort of like two-year journey to what we have been and they feel like they're hitting their stride now and we probably feel like we're starting to hit our stride too is their stride a little bit wider and prouder than ours at the moment a little bit quicker I think on the counter (laughs) A little bit. I mean, they're so, I think they're so good. I really enjoy watching Australia. No, but they have uh, world-class players. We have fewer of those players at the end of the day. Um, When you've got a player like Sam Kerr in your team and you just play those long balls, I mean, she's just incredible at just holding up the ball and getting onto balls that she shouldn't be getting onto. Um, There's always that option. It's just... So easier for the much easier for the midfield just to get in there and play. Like Cooney Cross was excellent. Gory, I've thought she's I've admired her for a very long time. And then you've got players who who aren't really starters, like Mary Fowler, who's so good. Like, how does she not get more game time at City? Um, and then of course you've got the wingers, Ellie Carpenter, so quick, Hayley Rasso, quick like just so bloody quick. Um, and this has been a problem for us in, in the past, like the speed of the, the the players. And Australia are, for me, one of the quickest team uh, at going forward in transitional play. They're so quick at turning that over. So we have to be really clever in how we play them. And Karen, you caught a little bit of Nigeria and you were... Uh... <laughs> Take it aback with me. They're also <laughs> very quick on the counter and strong. 
they're powerful runners with the ball. Emma said that they they can get a bit sloppy at the back, but they they yeah the three 0 against New Zealand this week. Um, they look like they can really punish you if you give them a bit of space. Um, you don't want to get into a physical battle. I think one of them fell on top of the New Zealand girl. She came up with like her ribs were cracked. Like they're a strong, strong outfit. Etsy um, has it. I was like, she's broken her ribs. Yeah. She's definitely broken her ribs. Yeah, looks really sore. So we don't want to be getting into a physical battle with them at all. Like we were, we were happy with how we did that against the USA. I don't think we should do that in the Nigeria game. We need to try and move the ball and have more possession in that game. And like you say, use those wing backs an awful lot so we're not getting in a scrap in the middle Um, because that's not what we want. They're very good at getting balls and players in the box as well. I have to say like heading the ball and their set pieces look quite they're dangerous. Just, they're extremely aggressive. They're yeah. very, very aggressive, whether it's uh, in, well. in defence, in attacking, in the box, in their box, they're aggressive. But I have to say... Technically, I mean, the formation sometimes was just bizarre. I, I was, was looking. I was trying to figure it out as well. It was definitely it's four at the back, but after no, don't that, don't I, even bother. Don't don't try. There's no point because they they just do whatever they want. They yeah. do whatever they want. At one stage, I was looking and I was like, "Where is their right back on?" Alozi had gone like as a forward. There was yeah. so much space. I was like, "Okay." We can exploit that. We can exploit the fullbacks getting forward. We can exploit the fact that they're really poor positionally, but we have to move the ball and we have to be confident in moving and getting on the ball and moving it. And that's difficult because they're very, very aggressive in the press as well. I mean, we played uh, the Super Falcons years ago now, but I mean, they're similar play. And we just weren't getting on the ball because we were just being absolutely bullied out of it. And they beat us something like 5 0. So I have a feeling it's going to be one of those games, either we get beaten 5-0 or they get beaten 5-0. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's I just agree. going to be a crazy game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Uh, they're going to have found some goal scorers, so it's obviously going to be us that's winning 5-0. Yeah, of course. Confident. <laughs> they're there to be gotten at it. And then, their keeper didn't look overly commanding in the ball. No, no, no. They're, they're poor. They're, they have oh, a lot yeah. of poor points like that you can exploit. But if you don't move the ball, if you don't get on the ball and move it quickly, you're going to get absolutely destroyed. Mm. Yeah. And um, finally, in our group, we had Canada losing to France. But as we said, French team's pretty good at the moment. And this Canada team is only finding their feet after a very tumultuous couple of months for them. What, to only concede two goals against that French team with the amount of ball and possession they had. Um, I just saw the highlights. Kara's having nightmares about the French team. French team are scary. They're good. Um, just because I expected Canada to kind of have a bit of a showing like and and really put it up to them but I just the highlights was just like France attack France attack France attack yeah like we're going to be against them over there <laughs> Karen's going to be there and Tala just like hiding behind her seat I'm not, like, not, not watching it I don't want to see anything <laughs> on blissful <laughs> ignorance <laughs> Here, here first, guys, our uh, Koi Gig reaction podcast after the France game is just going to be Karen being like, did something happen? Yeah. <laughs> I miss that completely. So what we were saying at the end of this international window, which is kind of the last one before we have our final send-off games uh, before the World Cup, is 
we're in a good spot. We're we're still developing some areas, but we're content with what we got out of these games. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I have no idea who is going to be picked. Yeah, but more so for the the players that should be playing. I think I think we can say say Carol who should be starting now whereas we weren't sure I feel a bit bad for Amber Barrett I, would, I think she should have got more minutes yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there but there's players out there that have definitely played their way into the starting team and mm. uh, that's great because it's a shame we don't have more time to play with the team that should have been starting um, but we have another two games so. yeah it's all coming a little clearer, but I still would not want to have Vera's pal or the rest of her team's uh, job in trying to decide. Oh, by the way, 20 players and you still have Chloe Mustaki, Leanne Kernan, Neve Fahey, Savannah McCarthy's coming back. Megan Campbell. Yeah, mm. Megan Campbell. Who else? It's... I have them written down. I, I'm picking the squad. Let me pick the squad. <laughs> Yeah, you just, it's its crazy. I've got 18 definites that I think are definites. And then apart from those 18 are Chloe Mustaki, Leanne Kernan and Savannah McCarthy. And I've left a lot out. You kind of have to, this is a sad thing with it only being a 26 or a 23 player squad rather than 26, which still doesn't make any sense in my mind after like, the men's world cup changing it i don't understand why the women's one didn't as well but there's nothing we can do about that now um fear power will submit her 50 players in the coming weeks and then at the start of july we will find out who is on that plane to australia uh until then we will keep guessing and we will probably bring you our own updated squads and teams when it gets a little bit closer but for today that is it, because Kathleen has to go to bed before she gets any more delirious. Um, I think I'm going to be seeing Vera Powell in the squad in my dreams at this stage. The Cold Gang Pod on OTB Sports is brought to you by Cabri FC, official snack partner to the Republic of Ireland women's national team. And then Karen, thank you very, very much. And thank goodness none of our games in Australia are at ridiculous o'clock in the mornings. I, I'm not up for this life. I suddenly understand why... Well, you're going. What are you talking about? You'll be over there, so you don't have to it's worry. Right. About I'll be waking up to do End all the hits. End it. <laughs> I'll be waking up to do all the hits over here. <laughs> but I understand now why all the Australians are always like, "God, we just wish we could watch European football in peace." I'm like, "Oh yes, this, this I understand the pain." But anyways, we will be back very soon with your regularly scheduled WSL podcast. But until then, we hope you enjoy. And please do keep your questions, comments and thoughts coming into us because uh, it's always good for us to get outside our own little bubble of thoughts and opinions. We will see you all very soon. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports in association with Cadbury. A player and a half deserves a glass and a half of support.